This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, Troll. Hello, Caps fans. It's uh, not great that we don't get to watch our team, but hey, still three more rounds of playoff hockey, so sit back and enjoy a stress-free, uh, you know, first, uh, blah, 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 a stress-free ticket to some great hockey. Absolutely, Caps fans. Today we'll be talking about uh, just kind of like what's going on around the league uh, with with the people who are still playing uh, hockey, that is, not golf. But first, I have to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not my fa- not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless, limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is DraftKings DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code THPN. Thank us later. Thank us later. Well, yeah. So, like I said, Caps fans going to be talking about the league in general and playoffs as they as they are now. I'm going to try to keep it short. Uh, I was I was told that the the podcast is too long, and honestly. Uh, I'm surprised anybody listens past at all first off and then past like the 10 minute mark anyways. So uh, yeah, we should probably just cut it down Uh, on Thursday. We'll be talking about the caps breakdown camp. um, You know what happened with that whole thing and, and the absolute ambulance list that's going on right now. And, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll probably speculate a lot on, on what surgeries need to be done, but it looks like right now, not many. Yeah, it uh, you know, just some nagging stuff that we'll we'll get into more, but definitely something that made it tougher to play mm-hmm. for those guys. Absolutely. So I'm thirsty, Paul. You want to pop one? Yep. One, two, three. All right. So <laughs> Winnipeg. Swept the Oilers after a triple OT game four. That was that's pretty uh pretty breaking news, I'd say. Has McDavid ever been out of the first round? Um I don't think so. Maybe oh I know one year they lost Anaheim in game seven. That may have been the second round. Yeah. I mean But other than that, no. 
how look Winnipeg I figured was going to be good um and and defensively they've been awesome and Shifley Ehlers I mean those guys carried my fantasy team this year dude like carried it um and they're not talked about especially those two players and then they have like what Wheeler um Connor I mean guys that you don't hear about a lot but are sick yeah and, and Hellebuck who He's the only one who really does get love, and he deserves it because he is very impressive. Yeah, no doubt. So that was a triple OT game. I mean, you gotta love to love to see that. And then, you know, I mean, it showed quite a lot of McDavid basically breaking down that entire game. I felt almost bad for him. Yeah, and I think he was scoreless until the third game. So I mean, that's that's definitely the key to beating the Oilers is. I think they kept him and Dreisaitl off the board for a couple games. The Oilers are nothing without those guys. Right. Incredibly top-heavy team. Um, kind of like uh, Boston, I would say. But Boston's, you know, obviously shown that they can kind of come around and uh, <laughs> score some secondary goals on us, especially. And uh, yeah. actually, I mean, last night they just won against New York who was hanging with him. It was a 2-2 game until late in the third, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a good series. If if I were a Boston fan, I would not be, you know, I wouldn't be as excited as we were after we went up one nothing on Boston, that's for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I was, in hindsight, incredibly excited about it. Uh, far far too, too much, apparently. Um, you know, I've got this habit of when my team wins game one, I feel like we've won the series. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever. We'll get into that Thursday. But uh, anyways, yeah, that, that series seems to be very good. You know, Barry Trotz, man, I, I, I tweeted that I wouldn't mind seeing him win at all. And just kind of just like a big fuck you to Leonsis for letting him go. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it, and he's he's one of the greatest coaches ever, so it'd be nice to put him in that category as the few coaches that have won with multiple teams. He would be the only other one other than Bowman. Yeah. Yeah, because Which... Laviolette's lost a few. Yeah, and Babcock and – well, not Babcock. Um, the names escape me right now. Fuck. Tortorella. Yeah. Finals. Yeah. Um, oof. And yeah, Lavi. Of of coaches that are in, in the game now. Yeah, definitely. But only coach in history to win it with two different teams, and he actually won it with three is Bowman. Uh, so, good for him. Um, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky resigned from his role. So, like, right after... Sorry, we, we jumped the script a little bit, but... Wayne Gretzky resigned from his role as partner and vice chairman of the Edmonton Oilers on Tuesday. Um, you know, did the whole, the Oilers, their fans, the city of Edmonton, you know, meant the world to me for over four decades and it'll never end. Uh, I feel like it's ended twice, Wayne. I think this is the second time that your yeah. stint in Edmonton has ended. Uh, <laughs> um, but he, I mean, what are the optics on that? Why the fuck would he – they would they lose, the season ends, and he's just like, I'm out. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that he just, like, right after that, signed a deal to be an analyst for Turner Sports for the next seven years <laughs> um, could be part of the reason. Uh, I think this definitely goes to show that Wayne Gretzky, while he is, if not the greatest hockey player ever, top three, um, that's all he is. I mean, not not all he is, but that's the extent. He's a player. You Just know, he's, the best hockey player ever. Yeah, he's... He didn't do well as a coach. Um, it looks like he's not doing well in his executive role like, you know, Stevie Y or Joe Sackick have done after the, they retired. Um, you know, I think he's he was a great player and he he'll be great as a TV personality. And I think that will probably be his spot. So I'm going to have to disagree with you. I am not looking forward to Wayne Gretzky being on TV, dude. Um, you know, scripted commercials, absolutely, uh, get Wayne out there, you know, um, and no disrespect to Wayne Gretzky, literally the greatest hockey player ever, but I, I, personality wise, and you know, of course we didn't get to watch him play in his prime, right? I mean, I was, I was just... I mean, we saw him with the Rangers, right? Like that, that is that yeah. how you remember Wayne Gretzky with the Rangers? Honestly, what I remember of Wayne is highlights. I mean, he retired when I was under 10 years old. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, he's obviously, I see a whole lot of him, but like what I remember of him is like, you can tell the camera is from an older time, you know, it's right. before high def cameras. Sure, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and and here's the thing about Wayne Gretzky. I, I just he stays. He's intentionally stayed mostly out of the public eye. I mean, he did that thing with Ovi where they played uh, Chell. This yeah, this he season. beat him. Yeah, right, right. Um, I remember that was quite the the Twitter thing. Um, but I I just what is okay. So and and to your point about Wayne Gretzky being not a great coach, not a great GM in management, or maybe, you know, kind of just a figurehead there, maybe for, for name clout. But it's obvious to me that he, he may not be able to explain Well, maybe it's not obvious, but I feel, I, you know, I feel like I'm stepping on eggshells here because I'm about to shit on Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> but I don't think that he can explain the game very well. You know, like that's why, Grinders make good analysts and coaches, you know, because they have to be true students of the game. You give Wayne Gretzky a broom and he's going to make half of the NHL players in the league look dumb right now. You know, a broom, no skates. You got to play broom ball. Wayne Gretzky gets a broom and, you know, you get everything else. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I may have told this story on the pod before. Um, I was at a, a coaching clinic getting my level three a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was talking about how Joe Mullen was at uh, a level four. It was either at Kent or at Notre Dame. But, um, you know, and it, someone said to him, they were like, oh, man, can't wait to hear you get up and you know talk about your experience and really educate us on the game. And he said, I'm excited to hear from you guys mostly like hockey dads, guys who played in the high school at the most. Right. Uh, he said, because f- as long as I could play, I shot the puck and it went in. 
I'm looking <laughs> to learn how to teach and explain the game. So, I mean, if that's Joe Mullen, who was a stud, right. but then you got Gretzky, who's another level up or two. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's very similar. I mean, I wouldn't imagine Ovechkin would be a great coach either. Yeah. Or Nathan McKinnon. Right. I mean, these are natural. I mean, obviously these are abilities that they've worked on, but I mean, you can't teach somebody to shoot the puck like Ovechkin does. You can't teach the vision of Wayne Gretzky, right? I mean, that type right. of stuff you just kind of have to have, I feel like. Uh, so, you know, not to yeah, dash anybody's that. dreams here of you can be the next Wayne Gretzky, but you can't fucking be the next Wayne Gretzky without like some sort of help <laughs> on the natural yeah, and, side. And when you have that natural ability, it's like when someone grows faster than everybody else young. You know, you don't you don't have to learn all the abilities because you have those or you don't have to learn the game because you have those physical advantages. And it, it just I, I really think that it, it has shown with Wayne that he's great at the game. I'm sure he understands the game, but, you know, he's uh, just to, to make another analogy. Some teachers are so smart. They're bad teachers because they can't get down to the level of people who are learning. You know, they think, I know this, you should know this. And it kind of seems like that's Wayne Gretzky. Um, and again, no disrespect, top <laughs> right. top in the game ever. But, yeah. you know, I think in the behind the bench and in the office just isn't his spot. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, uh, I'm interested to see how he does with this whole being the announcer and whatnot. But, I mean, like you said, Polly, uh, some people have the muscle composition of an elite power athlete. And some don't, right, Polly? Yeah, yeah. And you're, you know, you're listening to a perfect example of that. One of us does, one of us doesn't. You can make up your mind yeah. if you haven't already heard in the past. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Um, the the second round is going to consist of a Colorado versus Vegas matchup, uh, Winnipeg versus Montreal, which we Maybe. found out. Is that? Oh yeah, that's right. Game seven is is happening. Uh, what tomorrow? tomorrow. So we'll figure yeah. that out later. Um, <laughs> you know, ter- Toronto. Uh, you know, really just kind of biffing the shot here to move on. Uh, they've had what two in elimination games? Uh, they've played so yeah. far and shit the bed on both of them. They were up three to one, and now it's a, a tied series. Brutal, brutal. Um. The Isles versus Boston, and then Carolina versus Tampa Bay. So just a quick update because things happened. Um, what's the score of the Colorado game right now? 2 nothing. first intermission. Let's go. Colorado over Vegas, 2 nothing. after the first. Uh, you know, my hockey, I will be completely happy once Vegas is out. I don't care any, any of the teams that win after this. Um, I'm fine. But once Vegas gets eliminated, I will be able to stop hating as much. That's for sure. Um, You'll the find Winni- most. Yeah, right. I'm sure I will. Um, Winnipeg versus Montreal or uh, Toronto. That's actually shaking up to be a pretty good uh, little matchup there. Don't you think, Polly? Like, Winnipeg looks good and showed it. And, um, you know, we've got... The Leafs, if they can pull it out, I mean, they might be world beaters, but looks like Montreal is going to be 
uh, not going to go quietly. Yeah, and hopefully it's not like Vegas's game seven where they just take a dump like they did on Minnesota. Right. Uh, hopefully, even if Toronto wins, it's a it's a fun competitive game to watch. But uh, I mean, I think Montreal has a good chance here, but I think whoever plays Winnipeg is in for a very tough battle. I, I Winnipeg may, I mean, they're probably going to come out of the out of Canada for the conference finals. Yeah, and that's interesting because you know we we spend a lot of time shitting on the Canadian division, but. I wouldn't mind seeing Winnipeg go deep. Um, the the Isles and Boston series. Boston won what five to two last night. Four yeah, two or five, yeah, they yeah, got five a two. Taylor Hall empty netter. Okay, and a Pasternak uh, hat trick. So yeah, you know, I think that when we have the short shift boys, and if we can get the Bruce and Bruin uh, guys on. They're going to be just overjoyed about that acquisition, the Taylor Hall acquisition. I think that's worked out very well for them as a one-two punch. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, Boston is, is one of those teams that's just is not going to lay down ever. And their top line is so good, right? I mean, yeah, Bergeron, Marchand, and then to awaken Pasternak. I mean, he seems to have... Be awake now uh, after kind of a slow start. First few games, he had like nothing and, and really kind of looked snake bitten. But uh, he's absolutely turned it on. You know, I thought the Isles might take this first one in Boston because of how they were playing. They were playing really good uh, defensively, but I turned it off because I was exhausted and I just went to bed. And uh, uh, my girlfriend came up and was like, Boston scored like two quick ones. I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. So I didn't get to see it, the exciting part, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with that, that Taylor Hall trade, I think both teams really benefited because obviously Buffalo wasn't making the playoffs. So they ended up getting some young talent out of it and didn't completely lose, you know, lose out on Taylor Hall. Um, and then obviously Boston's doing well because they got Taylor Hall out of it. And who knows, he'll probably sign back. But adding Taylor Hall definitely gives Boston that depth that gives them more of an advantage than they had in the past. Um, like last year, you know, they looked good against the Lightning and then blew it. Um, right. And I think having Taylor Hall could really be something that could help them in that situation where it looks like they – you know, don't have enough depth. I know he's only one guy, but I think he kind of ignites the 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 guys who are in the bottom six or you know the the second line. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and A quick update. Yeah. Uh, Colorado's up three to nothing. Two minutes into the second. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, and you know, Anders Bjork and a second round pick. So Boston got Curtis Lazar who Tom Wilson sent into orbit when they played. Uh, you may know him from that. <laughs> and uh, then and, – and Taylor Hall. I, I think, um, you know, that just goes to show you what some bad press can do. And Carl was talking about it last time he was on. Uh, what some bad press can do for somebody's trade stock. You know? Yeah. This is a, this is a Taylor Hall who, what, a season ago – 
put the New Jersey Devils on his back and got them into the playoffs? Um, is the season maybe before two COVID? Or, yeah, two seasons two or ago. Three seasons, but it, it's definitely been recent enough that um, it's still it's recent enough that it's relevant. Yeah, and I mean, how quickly we forget, right? Uh, and yeah, and it's just it's very interesting to see that. Um, and how that pertains to the Capitals is that. God, I don't even want to know what kind of low ball offers we're fielding for Kuznetsov, if any at all. But yeah, I mean, I think that his press and the you know the heights that he is the I mean the the lows that he's going through probably aren't as low as what Taylor Hall was going through. But at the same time, I think Kuznetsov uh, was probably you know that that top tier talent that some teams are looking for. So. Who the hell knows? Um, but again, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. And the last matchup is Carolina versus Tampa Bay, dude. Okay, so right now or t- today, Tampa Bay won two to one. We had thought that Tampa Bay might get might get ousted by Florida, and they just shoved that right up our hoop. Right? They won in five, I believe, or six. No, it, I think it went to six. Okay. Yeah, Still, the Panthers made a bit of a, a comeback. Right, but I mean, that's a pretty um, – that's a good win, I'd say. And then at the same time, like, some of those games weren't particularly close from what I remember. I mean, I felt yeah. like it was pretty uh, – I mean, Tampa Bay looks scary. I And this is a yeah. team that I was, like, washed. Like, they won. They're hungover. But they look like they are in cup-winning form again. Yeah, I think they have a legitimate threat to go back to back. I mean, I'm I'm not by any means picking them as a favorite, but I think it's uh they don't seem to have a cup hangover and it definitely helps ahead and extend it off season. But um I, I think they have just as good of a chance as anybody to to run the table. They oh, another goal, McKinnon, four nothing. Um awesome. <laughs> the uh you know you you were right. They they really dominated a lot of that Florida series. Florida right. had its moments, but you could just tell Tampa had experience. They had composure. Um, they were more. I don't know who was more physical in terms of numbers, but it just seemed like they were more physical. And when the uh, Panthers tried to get more physical, then they ended up doing stuff that led to suspension. So right. Uh, you know, Florida might be something to look out for in a year or two. I think we all got a little too excited for them this year. <laughs> but, um, you know, if Tampa can beat Carolina, I think, you know, they're going to be – they're really someone to watch out for. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, then you look at the other side of the coin, Carolina, who we thought was going to just come in and sweep or short series against the Predators, that drew out to six games as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know – they had to win game six in a final overtime. So they kind of squeaked past Nashville there. I mean, I didn't, unfortunately, you know, I didn't get to watch from game seven. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't, I, I unfortunately didn't get to see a lot of that series, but, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see like Carolina, obviously, I don't think is 100% there. Do they have the capability to go deep? Yeah, probably. And they showed it tonight by only losing by one goal to Tampa Bay, who's absolutely, you know, a fucking train right now, right? So, yeah. I, um, 
it, that's going to be a good series to watch. I think that goes the distance, man. I think that uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay go to seven. I I would. It's either seven or like five, four or five, right? Like I don't. Th- well, so I I picked every single outcome except for one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, you're really you're really putting the uh, odds in your favor, huh? Right. Well, I just I feel like it's going to be. I mean, Tampa Bay could come out and just sweep, right? A couple close games and then break the will of the of the Hurricanes. You know, I feel that uh, I feel that Carolina is still young enough that they have the ability to be like mentally broken. Even though Rod Brindamore, Rod the Bod, has done an absolute uh, amazing job with that with that squad. So yeah, you know, if next game. Uh, they go to they 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 play and um, basically run run roughshod over them in the sense of like a five nothing loss or something. That would be pretty big statement, and it'd be up to Carolina to respond. You know. Yeah, and if Tampa can win the next game, going back home with a two nothing lead that that's a big deal. Right, and they have that's the thing. They won this game. In Carolina, which that's a hostile environment, right? If you're a visiting yeah, team, yeah, it's almost full, right? Exactly. So, you know, next game, if Tampa Bay comes out and breaks one off in them, I don't know. I mean, that, that could be a sweep, that could be sweep city or five. Um, but I'd like to see that go seven, I guess. Maybe I should rephrase it that way. Um, yeah, how, how long, how, who do you think wins this series? We'll do predictions and we'll wrap it up. Who wins the Carolina and Tampa series? Um, I think Tampa and six. Tampa and six. I'm going to go Tampa in five because I don't know why, but whatever. That's one of the numbers you had picked. So that is, there you go. <laughs> what, what if I said Tampa and six? I'd, that'd be just terrible. Anyways, um, the Isle, the Islanders and, and Bruins series. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh man. Because I would wouldn't mind seeing Trots win another cup. I would I'm gonna go Isles and Seven. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Isles no, it and wasn't. Seven. You fucking cheater. You're lying. Really? Yeah. Alright. Isles and Seven, we're in agreement. Hmm. I should probably write this down. Um alright. So Polly's uh what was yours? Uh, Carolina and six or Tampa and six? Tampa and six. Okay. And then I'm at five. Tampa and five. Okay. And then <laughs> we're both Isles and seven. This is this is good. We're we're documenting history here, folks. Sorry. Sorry about yeah. my loud keyboard. Um, so I do want to do a predict. Let's do a prediction. Who do you think comes out of the 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 Leafs Habs series? I want it to be Montreal, but I think it'll be Toronto. I'm it's it's I'm saying it's going to be Montreal. I don't think I don't think that the I think the Leafs are just being the Leafs. So, well, either way, I'm I'm taking Winnipeg in six. Okay. Winnie and six. Yep. And 
I am going to go Winnie and five. Because I don't right. think any of those teams match up very well. And you know what? Winnipeg has just been on that like that that cusp, right? Of like breaking through. Why not yeah. this year? Yeah, you know, I'd feel really bad for uh Bufflin and Line A if they win the cup though. Because they Would put you? in some hard years with this squad. They did. They did. They did. Um Okay. Colorado, Vegas. So I'm trying not to let this first game influence me. Yeah, don't. Um, it's four I, nothing I, right now. Four nothing. Not even halfway through the second. Um, I'm I'm stuck between two choices, and just to be safe, I'm going to say Colorado and seven. Wow. That's uh. That's bold, Polly, because I'm gonna go Avs in four. Hmm. They're sweeping. They're sweeping. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my other my other thing I was thinking was five. Nope. Um, nope. But fuck Vegas. Yeah, I think I think when Flurry's back in net, it might be a little bit of a different story. So you think this is just a Leonard bed shitting? Really? No, I think part of this is the fact that the Avs have had a week off after a sweep and. Vegas was just in a dogfight. Right. Well, um, yeah. I I don't know. I don't want Marc-Andre Fleury to have any more success. He's already in talks <laughs> for the Vesna. Um, though I would say he's probably my favorite penguin, if you would have to do that in modern times. Um, and then I've got – I mean, I just – you got to think that Colorado – I mean, Colorado just swept the Blues – how crazy would it be if they – I would just want to see a, a back-to-back sweep and just see what happens in the finals. I would love to see them go 16-0 in the playoffs. That would be How insane. crazy would that be? I don't know. I'm sure it's been done before. It's had to have been done, right? Like by the – probably the Canadians or something back in the day. <laughs> yeah, when they were playing like the Toronto arenas. Right, yeah. Um, and they might have done it with Ken Dryden. Now that I talk, I think about it because I think he talks about it in his book, but which I still have not completed. <laughs> well, it happens. Yeah. But, um, I've literally been reading that book all season and I've not gotten anywhere on it, but anyways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that, I think they're going to sweep, man. I, I want to, and that's partially, there's no logic behind that. I just want it to happen. So I'm, I'm trying to manifest it. Well, I wouldn't hate it. Absolutely. I'm sure you wouldn't. And I mean, you know, you look at this and you could, we could see like a Colorado Tampa Bay final. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, it would be like the two best teams actually making it to the final. I feel like that might be the first time for that to happen since the Red Wings avalanche series of of our childhood well that wasn't even the cup yeah that's right you're right but it was i mean the avalanche in new jersey that was pretty close to the two best teams yeah okay and new jersey also played detroit so 
I mean, a couple times in the late 90s, early 2000s, we definitely got the, the better teams in the league. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up with um, a little bit of international hockey talk. Take it away there, Paulie. I know this is your this is your stick here. Yeah, so um, you know, as with all world championships, some teams don't really have their cream of the crop. Uh, for example, America, Canada, Sweden, Finland. Um, but some there's been some good parody this year. Um, Belarus beat Sweden one to nothing. It's the first time Belarus has beaten Sweden in nine meetings at the World Championships. They had beat them in an Olympic qualifier in like 2004. Um, mm-hmm. But this is definitely one of Belarus's biggest wins. Um, and then Great Britain beat Belarus four to three in overtime. Maybe it was a shootout. And it's Great Britain's first win at the top level of international play in regulation since 1962. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's big for those guys. And they had also, they'd also lost a game in, in overtime earlier. So, you know, they're staying pretty, pretty competitive. And, uh, Canada has lost to USA, Germany, and Latvia. I <laughs> love to see it. Um, so the, the current standings as of, Sunday evening, Switzerland is in first place in Group A with Russia, who has Orlov. He has joined the team. Mm -hmm. Slovakia, Sweden, Czech Republic, Denmark, Great Britain, and then Belarus at number eight in Group A. Group B is led by the Finns, and then the red, white, and blue. Kazakhstan in third. Germany in fourth, Latvia, Canada in the sixth spot, Norway in seven, Italy in eighth. Italy is the only country that has not had a victory yet. They have zero points. Poor guys have just been getting beat on by everybody. Even the terrible roster that Canada put out beat them like six to one. Um, so it's been pretty decent hockey so far. Um, let me pull up the schedule i believe qualifying is coming up very soon and Uh, so is this is this common like when when i see all of these powerhouse teams like sweden canada um you know even the u.s losing games you got to think like oh well they're just like sandbagging until they can get their pros in after the uh after they get eliminated from the playoffs right so like I wonder that if this is like a byproduct of COVID that they're not going to be able to travel. So that like a lot of players are just like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, I'm sure guys like Crosby, uh, I don't, well, Backstrom, we'll get into that on Thursday. I don't think he's playing because of the nagging injuries he had. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, normally after the first round of the playoffs, the, the powerhouses get their guys back and it, it kind of turns into more of what you'd expect. But, uh, you know, this is looking like the last Olympics where without NHLers, it's a much more even playing field. Um, and honestly, I don't really hate it. You know, it'd probably be similar if team USA basketball used college guys instead of, instead of the pros. Um, and right. 
I, I, I wouldn't hate it if, if this, I love seeing the, the NHLers in, in the Olympics, but I kind of like this, a more even tournament. Um, qualifying is going to start June 3rd. Okay. Uh, and, uh, where are they showing the, games? The team we've been, where I haven't seen any, uh, NHL network might have them. Mm-hmm. I think they have in the past. That's all I, all I know. Right. Um, but you know, uh, qualifying coming up. So I think each team has one, maybe two games left and, um, this is good hockey, but the best world championships is definitely the women because that's kind of their pinnacle of competition, world championships and Olympics. They don't have an NHL. So, uh, that'll be coming up in August. So we'll definitely talk about that, but you know, uh, hopefully Canada doesn't even qualify and, uh, you know, love to see that. (laughs) Would love it. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely interesting to see for sure with, with the parody here. So, yeah, and um, the team that does the worst will jump down to the next level of competition, and then whoever wins that next level gets bumped up. That's how Great Britain ended up here. They won in 2019, Yeah, and obviously because of COVID, it was canceled, so they didn't get to play last year. But uh, it looks like Italy's going to be dropping down, and who knows will be the the next team to join the fray next year. Right. Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see also who, uh, who benefits from, from getting some chellers from NHL players on their, on their roster. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, if dry comes in for Germany, that'll be a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, real quick, let's just run through some suspensions. Josh Archibald was suspended one game for clipping by the, uh, dops and, uh, you know, didn't play for the Edmonton Oilers in game four. And it, I guess it didn't really matter or maybe it did. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Tampa Bay, uh, lightning defenseman, Ryan McDonough fined $5,000 for cross-checking Florida Panthers, Mason Marchment during game five, uh, to the face. So that's a uh, warranted warranted for sure. Uh, and it must've been a call on the ice as well. So, yeah. Um, this one's funny. Tampa Bay's Pat Maroon has been fined only $3,879.31, the maximum allowable under the CBA for unsportsmanlike conduct for his actions at the end of last night's game against Florida. Well, last night being a couple nights ago, uh, he was taunting and making chicken signs with his arms. He skated off the ice. I mean, you know, they call Pat Maroon like the big rig. So like, I could definitely see him. Just being that guy, like just a big guy that's going to talk shit. And I mean, you know, he's an older, older dude and um, just definitely a veteran. Uh, don't call him Fat Pat or whatever. <laughs> Who yeah, called him that it. earlier? It was a Jamie Ben called him that? I think. Early or, in the season? No, someone called him Fat from the Panthers during the regular season. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, and... um. That just set him off. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, here, quick story, real yeah. quick. Okay. Uh, so, one time we were lining up for a face off in college hockey, and this was towards the end where I'd started to put on the pounds, but I could still move. 
and it's a face-off by the in the neutral zone by the opposing team's bench. Uh-huh. And this guy yells to me from the bench, uh, whatever my number was, I think four. <laughs> hey, number four, what do you like better, Big Macs or Whoppers? <laughs> off of they win the face-off, they start coming in. I I hit someone like at the red line. And I just buried this kid open ice. And I looked I looked at the bench and I just went, Big Macs, bitch. <laughs> so I imagine that's what Pat Maroon feels like. <laughs> Big Macs, bitch. Oh, man. Hashtag Big Macs, bitch for yeah. to stand in solidarity with Polly Cupcakes. That's fucking hilarious. Polly Big Macs. Polly Big Macs. <laughs> oh man <laughs> good story good story <laughs> Thank you. um injuries also kevin miller and lazon so they're out till the end of the month for sure uh who knows if they'll be back but i mean that's your injury report and uh i think we've covered a little bit of everything as far as the league goes so caps fans you know we'll still be with you we're doing two episodes a week uh maybe you know Right before or before the expansion, we might do some throw some backups in, and then um, maybe a couple interviews that we can pre-record and and do send them out after the uh, after the draft in like in August when like nothing's happening. Uh, so that's probably on the slate for us in the off season. But rest assured, twice a week we're still here because we love you. Yes, sir. We do love you. And we are somewhat contractually obligated. So, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's how things go. All right, Caps fans, until Thursday, uh, stay good. Rate the podcast, five stars only. Five stars only. And uh, I guess we'll just see you later. Take care, everybody, and stay safe. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>